Welcome to episode 20 of This Old Deck. It's going to be a doubleheader weekend. Uh, first up, I have Mr. Brian Urbano, and we're going to talk shops, uh, transformational sideboards, and he's going to Yeticon, so we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, then second up will be episode 21, which will also have an introduction, and that'll be with uh, Mr. Pezlin Holy himself. So looking forward to both of those. All right, enjoy. <laughs> which hasn't been useful yet but it'll pop up on the side here um all right so this is kind of out of order but uh so i recorded with pez yesterday and i have you on today but i'm gonna put this episode out before that one so the timeline on online will just be weird but you're gonna you're gonna be episode 22 and then pez will be 23 the uh first hard-hitting question first hard-hitting question when are we going to get another online October Halloween charity event on from you? When are we getting that? Oh man, damn. Um, it's been three years. It's been a hundred years. It has, huh? Um, I, I went into a, a, a funk, uh, kind of a personal funk, just myself. Like I just didn't like playing online anymore. Okay. Uh, there was, fair. there was that brief, uh, kind of, uh, you, you know, I'm not going to, name anybody but i mean there were a lot of things going around uh the old school discords and people were accusing people of cheating and and stuff like that and there were a lot of videos and stuff like that so uh, for me i felt a little disenchanted uh doing online tournament but you're right um it's not about that it's about the charity so um i will definitely uh the the streamer group that i belong with um we've actually been doing american cancer society uh uh fundraising right now yeah, because we yeah, do yeah. it every year as a group. Um, so we actually did our Magic the Gathering event. Uh, it was actually in person in a little shop in Florida, um, nice. but it wasn't okay. old school. It was, uh, I think they were doing Commander this year. But okay, to answer your question, uh, definitely soon because that was that was definitely a fun one. Yeah, send me a link. I'll I'll throw some money at that. I'm always down for for donation. Oh, um, man, I appreciate it. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I should have asked about heard, that. Before. Yeah. Oh, I, I was gonna say real quick. I, I heard Shaman Ben is collecting those old rats. Um, I sent I sent him mine <laughs> just recently because he's like putting together some fucking community. De- I don't know, dude. It's it'll be cool, whatever it is, but it'll probably be out there too. But I, sure. he got he got mine. Um, I had to go through my like binder. So like I I keep my cards separated, kind of weird. Like anything behind me, I have like two boxes back there that stuff generally is like up for grabs. Like I would absolutely like if I had to, or somebody really wanted it, I would sell out of those boxes, but I also have like a binder and this is like the, I'm not selling this shit unless I'm going to go homeless binder. And that, (laughs) and that, uh, and actually there's probably some stuff I should sell out of here, but that was in, in the, in like the back pages is all like the altered stuff that I've either won through anti or from your charity event. So he was like asking for him. I was like, fuck, I bet you I still have mine. Sure as shit. It was it was in here. And I was like, all right, it's probably going to see more play back there than it will sitting in my binder of no no return. Yeah, absolutely. I got to go through a little box of stuff, too. Um, I know I probably still have some extras. I mean, I'll, you know, don't tell them, but I'll probably send them a few as well as soon as I, I find them. You know? Yeah, he probably he won't he won't listen to this. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> he has no fucking idea. Always, he, he probably doesn't even listen to podcasts. Like you always beat yourself down, man. It's like, oh, nobody listens to this, dude. Everybody listen to this, man. 
I know. Like, uh, I was talking because Pez asked the same question, and I like on for people who ever want to do a podcast. I I really like using Anchor. I was using um like SoundCloud or something like that, but we have my audience size last seven days thirty one people. Uh, average plays per episode one hundred and sixteen. Um, let's see. But I'll, I'll do I'll, after we get done talking, I will share my screen and show you all this stuff. But like, Anchor gives you a lot of like the the demographics and stuff about who's listening, age, uh, sex, country, all that stuff. It gives you a bunch of that. And like, so I can I can usually outside of you at the USA, I can tell you who's listening to this podcast in like Germany or Sweden or whatever because there's only so many characters that would do so um so it's pretty interesting like it gives you some pretty decent uh data yeah, yeah. no that's that's always good you know it's like um it, it's one thing if you create content but it feels a hell of a lot better when you see oh people are actually listening to my content right or looking at it yeah so. and like and there are certain dudes who will like message me and be like oh hey that was a cool episode or like they'll be like the audio was fucked up on this one i was like i know the audio was bad it's my fault. I'm buying Mark a, a microphone for, for Christmas this year so Aww. that you can stop using like Bluetooth, Apple headset. I don't know. I don't know what he uses. It's not good. Whatever it is. I'm going to buy him something nice. The, um, okay. Let's, we wanted to talk about shops today, right? We can talk about other stuff. We want to talk I'll about, talk about today, anything right? you want, brother. Dude, let's talk. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to share my screen. It is your shops list from Chalice and oh okay i just like talk me through shops like what do you think the core is where you think the flex slots are um and then i want to talk transformational sideboards with you because i know we had talked about that um because just because like i don't think that's like a thing that's used very often in old school i'm not sure if that's right or wrong but like it certainly is fun uh so that's like one of the things because we had talked about it offline in the in the real world so now let me see if i can share this thing without yeah yeah man i'm i'll talk about anything today brother um yes. it's veterans day i'm rocking my my USA shirt all the way yeah for our for our vets man so sorry oh if i God. dated the podcast but it's you know it's veterans day i gotta say it, it is know? it is november 11th veterans day we can have yeah, that conversation yeah. offline sure the uh okay uh i think yeah. you can see my screen it doesn't really matter it's your list anyhow um <laughs> I'm kind of going right? off memory. Um, no, so remember I told you at the beginning of this podcast, as human beings, we like to look at ourselves. So I right, actually right, had right. to shrink the Microsoft Teams uh, browser thing, yeah, and yeah. I put our videos up. I put my video up underneath my webcam, so I can looks like I'm staring at my webcam. Because if I move the videos down to the lower right corner, I'm going to be like this, which is you know what people tend to do. Um, I just moved so. you right underneath my camera. Not that it matters. Cause I'm just, I, I feel like my camera isn't like sensitive and I don't know. It doesn't matter. The, yeah. okay. So obviously workshops is the main part of this deck. I see that you play three. I think a lot of people play four is like, do you think that it's mandatory to play? Like, do you think it's okay to play three over four? I mean, I know you did well I at the tournament three on that, on that list. I forgot. You played man. three dude. Yeah. Well now, now I got to bring it up. Hang on a second. I, I can bring it up myself, but uh, oh, I see it. It's really just for the YouTube people who watch. I also, the, if you if you notice, if you count it, I think I ran sixty two or sixty three cards. Too. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Like you can do whatever you want. What I mean, I, uh, what 
what blows me up about this deck is like you're playing shops, right? But it's also one, two, three, three color shops because there's no green, no red, right? Yeah. Okay. It blows my mind that you can do that stuff. I mean, so, I mean, I, I know we're going to segue into transformational sideboards, but I've been on this kick where it's like, I like to play certain decks. Um, yep. So this this particular list actually is like, I took the deck and shops and made a kit out of it. And um, I just wanted to play it. Um, you know, uh, you know the, the, the white removal, I've rarely played counter magic. So I was like, you know what? I've had these, Alpha counter spells in my collection forever, and I'm like, I'm gonna. Oh, just, I just alpha counter play spells. Just, never, uh, I found I them on the ground while I was walking to my office. I never play. Yeah, well, I mean, I probably shuffled one of them on the cement, <laughs> but um, it, it's uh, it, you know, I, I I learned this from Aaron West, where it's like, you know, don't worry about, just play what you want to play. Yes. And I've been on this kick where it's like, okay, I I want to play like workshops, and I want to play the deck, and I want to throw them together. So it's like effectively i have a bad workshop deck or i have a bad version of the deck but sure. i said screw it i just want to play these cards in particular at this tournament because i never really do um it's not a full-blown shops deck it's not a full-blown version of the deck it's just something thrown together um combined the the two but but honestly, the three workshops, I could have probably, if this is 62 cards, which I think it is, you could probably just cut one workshop and I think I'd be fine. But um, normally in a full-blown shops deck, yes, I would run four workshops because you'd have a lot more artifacts. But my, my, my thinking with having workshop in this version is like you have the one land that can produce three mana to get like Tome Out, Suchi, Icy Manipulator, um, and Trike, and... The thing is, you can always still have double blue up. Um, it's really easy. Once that thing drops, it's kind of like it puts you ahead one or two turns, maybe. Okay. Uh, depending on your hand. But it was really nice because, again, I can I can cast a four drop and still have double blue up, no problem. Um, and and it felt really good uh, in certain situations uh, during the uh, tournament. So um, I think four is too much because it's not a full-blown shops deck. Three might be too much now that I'm looking at it now, um, but it was it was pretty handy. And then the extra land, I can always pitch it to um, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but, you know, I run two recalls so I can always pitch the extra land to go get something else out of my graveyard. You know what I'm saying? So that yeah, was I my logic it, behind the two. I would play three as well, only because this was a four strip tournament. And I'd be worried if I played two that I would be soft to strips, but. I don't know. I don't even know if that's correct to strip a workshop in this matchup or not. Like, <laughs> I think maybe it's like strip to keep you off colored sources, like to keep you off double blue yeah. or whatever. But yeah. you, I mean, your deck is fairly redundant because you've got the the um, underground seas and the tundras and a basic island. So I mean, and and uh, and a sapphire. So you have like, what is that ten? That's ten blue sources. That's easy money plus two city of brass with twelve. Yeah, yeah, the and, and a Felwar Stone, so even more because everybody else is playing blue too. Um, yeah, dude, yeah. I don't know. That's like, so here's my here's another question. If I'm playing against workshops, how do I beat workshops? Uh, it's exactly what you just said a few moments ago. Um, strip the colored mana, um, unless they're putting a lot of pressure on you and they have a grip of four drops and six drops. Uh, you rarely should hit the workshop. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like bait. 
And I know a lot of people, um, especially ones who don't play against shops a lot. Uh, yeah, I'll strip the workshop, but it's it's really the colored sources because um, a full blown shops deck it's actually uh, starving for uh, colored sources because you need to get right? okay. Yeah, you'll you'll notice I don't have copy artifact in this deck because I mean usually full blown shops got copy artifact. Right. It's got all the blue stuff. Um, you know, depending on the version, it's either got red cards or white cards or both or a splash of you know four colors. Uh, it 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 usually is thirsty for black. Um, because it usually just, you know, it splashes Abyss and DT and Mind Twist, but, you know, it runs skinny on the black sources. Uh, so I would definitely attack the colored sources over the workshop if you notice they're not putting a lot of pressure on you, especially with Icy Manipulator, because we need non-workshop mana to activate the Icy Manipulator, and if you just take all that away and you leave me with two workshops, that's fine. You just have to deal with the sick drop when I draw it, but... At the same note, you turned off my ICs and you've turned off all my colored spells. So that's when I play Shops Mirror or I play against somebody with Shops. Um, number one priority is get rid of the colored stuff. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. That's kind of what I thought and how I would I would have played it. Um, I just played the only person I played. I think the only person I played on Shops was Mike. I might have played somebody else, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, the so we've talked like you. So like I'll just use you and Nick as a like team duo the two of you because every time i see you or nick the other one is there um like nick keeps the same list more or less right like he might change out like a card or two but he's been playing like the same 73 out of 75 for a hot minute is that a fair assessment yes so um i think mano said it best on his podcast there's like west coast shops yeah which is like the white you know the uh Jesper version, I guess the, sure. the white, black, uh, blue version. Uh, there's the Will McGran version, or the more um, popular now in Sweden, the the BB-8 version with the with the red splash. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for either direct damage or blasts, or um, you know, or, or something like that. Uh, you know, to deal with efflux. But um, uh, yeah, for the most part, I think I think Nick ran pretty much the same. He'll tweak the sideboard, I think, a little bit for a little bit of spice or a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, depending on what the meta is, you know, if, if you feel like the meta is more aggro weenies, you know, Argothian pixies and stuff like that, then yeah, you need the, you need something to take care of that other than abyss. Right. Um, but for the most part, I think it's, you know, it's white removal, it's four copies, blue power, uh, it's going to be eight to 10 robots. So like two Tetravis or something like that, four ICs relic barriers and stuff like that so that's the that's the main list so it's kind of like an aggro controly kind of prisony um you know build yeah and well what i was getting towards is like you change your deck like all the time like this is not the same thing as what you played at the desert twister event a year ago like not even close right because you mashed up the deck and workshops and then you went and just were you you went to m30 right the one in vegas mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Did, you, did you play that yeah. tournament as well no, you know what? There's, I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about it on here, but there were just sure. some logistical nightmares. Um, and I, uh, I don't, I, I, I wasn't there. And I, I mean, all I know is what was said online by people who have an axe to grind either way. So I obviously would probably value your opinion over theirs. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you want, I'll touch yeah, on it I'm interested, like, briefly. There's, um, a, there's yeah. another one end of this, this upcoming year uh, that Brian was talking about doing an actual get together with. So, I'm I'm interested in that because I think my wife also has a 
like they just announced there's another Vegas next year. Um, oh, January. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I think my wife has a, a conference out there at the same time. So Sweet. I'm highly likely to be out there. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to hear about what you thought about Vegas this time. So that can kind of uh, set me up for hopefully success coming out. Yeah, to yeah, for guys. sure. Um, so I did have another version of shops that I wanted to run. Sure. Um, it was a it was a red version. It was it was actually an ATOG version, but it ran Sorry the Ages. I wanted to try that out. Um, and you know, you just make a talk really big and then you, you sort them for like 16 or 18 or whatever. Uh Um, but the day of one of the events was a Friday event. Uh, the, uh, the sin city fallen angels, um, who's a crew out there, uh, James Portello, uh, Brian Vegso, uh, they organized an event at Nevada brew works. Uh, they invited, you know, it's like the little offsite old school meetup. So, which was actually tons of fun. Um, they had Anson Maddox there and Brenda, yeah. uh, yeah. as guest stars, uh, they were just sitting there drinking beers and talking to people. It was the greatest thing. Uh, you can, I, I think people asked for signatures. They had a black pen. That's all they had. Um, nice. and yes, they, perfect. Yeah. He, yeah. He hooked you up with a signature. If you went to go say hi to him, had a beer with him, whatever, but they were there. Brenda and Anson were there. God, man, probably three, four hours or something, just sitting there enjoying the community, uh, which is what it's all about. Um, going to prepare for the tournament so that the m30 friday night was on site at the world center expo convention center thing right which is it's probably like a 10 minute drive from the old school meetup but from what we were hearing uh people that were on the on-site event that really wanted to play um they were saying that it started late the staff at m30 was not very tentative to the people that signed up uh, they were more organized with the other, uh, you know, side events sure. and the old school event I heard didn't start until like maybe an hour and a half. So this is like 1030 at night already. And Nick and myself, we were at Nevada Brew Works since six o'clock. And um, the thing was, is we were looking at each other like because we wanted to play. We just, you know, it was, yeah. let's go play. Um, we paid for the tickets. It was like 40 bucks to play in the and we we ended up not playing because we were hearing from other people that were on site that it still hasn't started. It's 10 o'clock. Um, you need to get, you need to come here, do a deck list. You need to do all this stuff and check in. And by the time, you know, I think it started at 10 30 or maybe a little after 10 30 and that's three rounds. Like people were there till like midnight or something. And I'm like, oh my I'd rather just stay at Nevada brew works and, and play. So unfortunately it happened both nights is what I heard. Oh. Super disorganized. People still played though. Like there's actually, uh, you know, they had a handful of people, but they could have had more. I feel like if uh, it was organized better, because the people that were there were calling the people at Nevada Brew Works saying, "Don't even bother coming. It hasn't even started. You don't want to be here until one in the morning." Um, the 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 kicker of the whole thing was the hall, which is where all the vendors were. Mm-hmm. The hall closed at seven o'clock. And I heard that they kicked people out at seven o'clock. So, which means if you didn't have a place to go and you were waiting for the old school tournament to start at nine, um, you had to go kill two hours of time and you're not in the the best area, I guess, of Vegas to walk around with a backpack full of cards. Sure, um, sure. You're, you're, you're basically in the middle of like, like the stratosphere, which is the end of the strip. And then you're at the beginning of, old town vegas like right? actual so, vegas yeah 
yeah, so you're you're nowhere near the strip. Um, it's kind of a rough part from the expo to the stratosphere if you want to get back onto the Vegas strip. Mm-hmm. And then you can walk to Fremont Street, which is old school Vegas. Um, but it was quite a walk. So I, you know, again, if if you Ubered or or you didn't really have anybody to hang out with, it, it kind of sucked. So um, so long story short. I, I ended up not playing in either of the events. I signed up for them. I paid for them. And um, uh, we hung out at Nevada Brew Works for both nights. And we just had the casual meetups and uh, drank beer and had fun. Dude, I would have uh, been out of deckless. I would have been out of deckless. I'd be like, nah, it's okay. I'd be like, keep my money. <laughs> I'm, not doing, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm like, I'll send you a picture. You guys figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I was just int- like, I... I will, I'm going to make an attempt to come out for January of next year. I think January, February, whatever it is. And probably it'll honestly just be to see you guys and then maybe take a look at the vendors. Um, Nice. Was there, was there anything good in the, in the vendor spot? Like did people have any good deals on like actual old school stuff? Yeah, there was, um, I mean, dude, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, like all the big boys were there. So, I mean, star city was there. Uh, Card kingdom was there. Like, I mean, all the big vendors, all the little local small ones, um, the local shop in Vegas, which is like dark side games. So, I mean, all that, anybody you can think of, TOA was there, uh, you know, tier one games, uh, laughing dragon guys, uh, it was, it was all there. I think, um, you know, I want, I, I just want to briefly mention, you know, you, you mentioned you're getting back in the 40 or you want to play 40 K anti-format. That's phase, that's phase um, two. So, I mean, I ran into, I ran into the beast of the Bay. I ran into like Jeff and, uh, Mike and, uh, Jeremy, Joe Mar, those guys. Yeah. And, uh, a, a lot of them, you know, we were, we were going, Oh, you know, we want to build up 40 K or whatever. And a lot of these vendors had damaged, uh, cases, which was Ugh. the highlight for me. Um, so, I mean, you could get, you know, I mean, I got a couple beta hippies for like 300 bucks for the pair, you know, they were marked oh. damaged. They're, they're old school near mint in my condition, you know, in my just opinion, ink- are they just inked all around the edges? Cause if it's they're, not even ink, ink, they're like, just like warped, oh right? Like they're not crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect 40k uh, seed food, you know, um, and, uh, you know, saw unlimited duels for the price of revise in the damage case. It was, it was pretty good. I, I, I scooped up a couple of like unlimited scrublands for a buddy of mine uh, from Kentucky, uh, who was down there. Uh, oh, so uh, I, I think you've met him before, but um, yeah, name sounds familiar. Yeah, so he, um, he's, he's completing his uh, 40 duels, uh, unlimited duel set, and uh, they had some I don't know. They, they had like unlimited scrubs. I mean, to me, they were great condition. They were like sure. four, 400 bucks, I think. And we're just like, yeah. Um, oh man. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that. Right. Like, 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 so that's what I looked for was the damage cases, the HP cases, uh, star city games. Um, they took a lot of their HP inventory, brought it in. Uh, I think, I think Pepin picked up, uh, on an old man, the sea for like 150 bucks. I picked up a beta IC for like a hundred and, 20 bucks i think like there were there were definitely deals uh to be had um mainly the damaged stuff but you know there was all sorts of stuff man you're looking for graded stuff it's all there um you know latanzi had his booth there with like all the crazy graded high graded uh alpha card alpha power and all that stuff so i mean it's it's uh it was great I mean, so it, it sounds, was super yeah. packed. I'll tell you that. I mean, the first day, I, I you know, they said they sold out. There's like ten thousand people. Um, you couldn't move. That's the bad. <laughs> like it was okay. pretty bad the first day, Friday. You know, and um, it got to the point where I was just like, I need to get out of here. I can't breathe. You know, it was so bad. So 
Um, but everybody was excited. The vendors were all stocked up, and it was it they, was fun. They uh, there we are at the expo center, right? Do they have one of the bigger offside rooms? Was that was that the deal? They had the main hall in the they expo had the main center. Hall? Okay, okay. Yeah, this is that new one. So this is the expo center is by the outlets. So oh, it's, okay. It, I haven't been there yet then. Yeah, there's the premium outlets, and then there's the expo center, and it's by that weird building that looks like it's melting in Vegas. Okay. I don't know if okay. you've ever seen that thing. Yeah, it's. I think they had it on The Simpsons, like it was on a Simpsons yeah, episode definitely. or something. But it's the it's the building that looks like it's melting. It's like a metal building or something. But yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I haven't been to the new expo center then. The. So okay, the plan is get together a Swedish deck for 2023, and use that to. I would like to go to Europe to play some tournaments, right? Not win, but play. Uh, so I have DFBs has sent me a list and I'm buying those cards as we speak. Uh, Sweet. And then when I get done with that venture, that's when I'm going to, I'm probably going to start building any 40K sooner than that, but like get that deck built, start buying 40K stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it's like going to roll over, right? Like I need to buy an unlimited chaos or prices are coming down on that, which is nice. And then I need to buy a Loa, which is the, probably the two big pieces I don't have mm-hmm. And between that. And then just have like the unlimited stuff I would buy. That'll probably get me to the 40 K mark. So that's the plan. I do need to talk to people about like what colors I should be playing. Like I want to do like black, white splash red or something like that. I don't know. It feels like either that or just like red, white, wheat. I don't know. I'm not sure what a good deck is. Uh, so I'm kind of just tempted to play like something aggressive, like pink weenie, maybe splash black. I don't know. Yeah. But you got to weenie looks good. I don't know. You know, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't looking at what people were playing at Chalice. Uh, and then like Danny Friedman lives out this way. So he's got his anti 40 K decks and he's shown them to me, but he's, he he was like I'm probably giving away a little bit of this here, but he was playing like a land tax deck, but it wasn't like normal land tax. So there's no way I could build that and play it. Like it would just, I would never win. I would be losing quite a lot of birds or whatever else is in the deck. So I got to consider my options here. Yeah, sure. But yeah. Um, do you have? I'm sorry. We, we 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 kind of we kind of went off tangent from shops, but yeah. I know. We can go back to shops. We can go back to shops. I'll Last talk question. about anything, brother. I'm I'm good. You know. I know, but do you have a 40k deck built? I didn't see you playing at all. Um, no, no, no. I I, I, okay. uh, I had one built, and then I was gonna play like they were doing some online stuff, and then uh, okay. again, I just I just didn't like playing online anymore, so I wanted to wait. But um, I can definitely build one. Um, you know, I I I, I don't know. I mean. I don't know if I want to throw beta duels in it, but I can get there, no, obviously. No, no, um, no. But I have, <laughs> I have like no. extra beta duels. I'm like, yeah, dude, let's play. Um, but no, I definitely want to play. Um, you know, Chalice was just that was for me. That was the highlight, simply because of the community that was playing. Uh, it was Absolutely. fun watching them, and you see the deck constructions. They feel like what you probably played back in '93, '94, simply because well, I didn't want to. I, I don't want to lose this card, so I'll just put something crappy in it and. Uh, and yes. then we can play for anti, right? Um, so I, I I like that aspect. It felt like, I don't know, if you got skin in the game, it's a different story. So you play a little bit different and you build your deck a little bit different, you know? It's, uh, you know, because in, in fear of losing something. So it's, uh, but but it's fun. I like anything where you got to have skin in the game is always fun. Yeah, I, I agree. I like playing anti and now like the natural progression has just been like, okay, let's put the money on a anti 40K deck and bring it. 
it'd be interesting to see like if somebody were to put together like an actual like any 40k tournament for lack of a better term if uh if people would show up to that or not but uh okay back to shops what because <laughs> i mean i really just need to have people who play any 40k and put them all on here and just let them talk about it but um the what list did you build for m30 that you just didn't go play at like did you build something different was it just a straight chops list uh no so it's um i rarely play red in a shops list i just okay i just it's never just there for it the to... e-flux right like you just want the blast for the e-flux well so um i wanted to play i definitely want to play atog um I, I haven't played atog in a while um i wanted to play atog and then i wanted to play i wanted to play story of the ages it's a uh, uh i'm not sure if you know mike butson but i i gotta give him credit because he was actually the um to me locally here in the u.s um he's like the shop's master in my opinion because okay uh i saw the decks he was building back in the day like you know like 2017 like eternal weekend and stuff like that and he was always on shops and and uh um during chalice one um i wanted to give him a gift so i actually had ken meyer um because ken meyer was the artist at chalice one and um i had two story of the ages and and you know Butson, if you know him or not, uh, really, really, really nice guy out of Wisconsin, uh, fellow deep spawner. But um, he he had these photos going around our our SoCal Discord of him, super young, you know, super long hair, skinny dude. I've seen uh, that picture. Playing, I've seen that playing picture. Playing indie. Oh, you've seen it. Okay. So, I've seen that picture. So, so I got him two altars. Is sorry the ages, right? So I got like a young Butson and an old Butson, like nice altar yeah. on him, and it's hilarious have- when you. I have stickers from an event. It's called Butts and Palooza. And there was like maybe three people there, but I have stickers from it. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know him personally. I just know everybody surrounding him. Like, yeah, yeah. Have a very close circle. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> so uh, um, I wanted to play Story of the Ages um, simply, you know, for, you know, to to honor him. And uh, sure. I just don't see it much played in a shops list um, with, uh, um, you know, you can go either way, right? You either sack your fatties, right? You sack your suchis and and uh, trikes and whatever and and sword somebody, or you sack all of your artifacts to your atog, make the atog super big, and then you sword them, right? It's e- right. E- e- either way. I wanted to try it, um, so I had that build. I was playing it on the offsite event. I mean, it was really super fun. Um, a different, a little bit different. Um, you know, using copy artifact on the story of the ages is hilarious because you're opponent just sits there going what the hell is he doing um and and the ability to win off of atog that has summoning sickness uh you know second main cast the atog sack 20 artifacts to it sort you for 40 you know it's yeah it's just like it's the original fling i i literally just bought an english copy for my cube because i had an italian copy yeah Uh, i think it's a good card the six casting cards cost is what keeps it out of decks that i play but in shops it that's like nothing. Yeah, I dropped. I think all I did was I dropped Tetravis for it, and I I actually don't regret it. Um, it saved me a couple times with Su Chi because um, you know if uh, if they disenchant Su Chi, you're taking you're eating four if you don't have a mana dump. Right. But Story of the Ages is kind of like a Swords of Plowshare. You you remove the creatures from the game, and then you sword your opponent or your target or whatever. Um, so I I've, I actually saved myself a couple of times, uh, sacking my Su Chis to um sorry the ages and oh, i shit. didn't have to eat the mana burn because it's removed from the game so i did not doesn't... know that i did like i thought yeah okay all right 
That's a good to know. That's a nice. Yeah, level. it's just I, I don't know. It was just you know at the at, you know in that moment of that game, I was at low life. I would have burned for eight, and I right. said, "Wait a minute, I can do this." And my opponent said, "Oh yeah." I mean, no, nobody read. I mean, Story of the Ages is like what that two paragraphs text, and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so, <laughs> I just read the first paragraph. Okay, sack it. T- throw your dudes at it and throw it at your opponent or whatever. But um, but yeah, that was the build I had. Um, it was uh, it was I, I cut white. Um. Want to try something new, like like what you said at the beginning. Like all my shop decks are like, I try to keep them different, you know. Yeah, yeah I just want to play different shit all the time. So, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I would love to play it on the onsite, but again, it just it didn't happen. So I was had fun with it offsite. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sure, like in fairness to Wizards, I'm sure that they will fix that for future events, but maybe they won't. Who knows? Um, talk to like okay, let's talk about the more spicy side here, transformational sideboards. And the reason I bring this up is I currently have a black-white deck. 60 cards is, is basically set. I'm set at like 58 out of 60 cards. Do I put a transformational sideboard in this bad boy? And then, so let's talk through transformational sideboards. Like, what do you, how do you build them? And then what do you normally look for when you build a transformational sideboard? Or just give me your thoughts on it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it simply is what it is, right? You catch your opponent off guard either game one or game two um you, you you try to hide it in game one if that's your like like a lot of the uh there, there there were some shops lists where it's like they ran tundras like they actually ran white cards but all the white sure. cards are in the sideboard okay. you know is, is, is that considered transformational i don't know be i don't know if that's transformational enough but um it is something where you know game one i don't see any white cards maybe you palm your tundras um, but you definitely run tundras in there. Um, and then depending on the situation, you just you change up the deck, right? Um, the the more extreme version is you actually have one deck for game one and it transforms into another deck game two, right? Like that's the extreme. That's to totally catch your opponent off guard. Cause usually game two, it's like they bring in all the counter, you know, they they bring in all the removal, right. um, you know, the blood moons and all that stuff. Well, you know, what if your deck transformed into a red deck, right? After and that's what uh you know, I gotta give the the uh uh the Dutch guys over so the 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 big shops deck in Sweden right now is the the BB eight deck. Okay. So it's uh, it's eight robots, eight burn spells. But um I saw one deck list where the sideboard completely is mono red. So it, huh. it's it, it basically starts as like a two to three color deck, and then you sideboard three blood moons and a bunch of red cards and it basically becomes big red at that point because your opponent's going to be like oh well you know i'm going to bring in blast i'm going to bring in you right. know i'm going to bring in my blood moon and it's like sure you know yeah so my yeah. workshop deck is big red game too right like you're like thank you for helping me yeah <laughs> yeah and it's it, it's cool man i mean i love um you know dave hit it on one of the, your podcasts a couple couple podcasts ago mm-hmm. where he's all into that um when i play dave in um Arizona, he had some kind of Arabian aggro par monolith deck, right? Like something like that. Um, and it's cute. Yes. It's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and uh Pete Dentith, um, I think he won the Spice Award. I think he won the Spice Award at Chalice, but that dude for the longest time always ran par monolith that transformed into his was actually the reverse. So it's par monolith game one, and then it transforms into Arabian aggro game two. Which is kind of yeah, cool, uh, right? There's like, like rollover there. Like there's enough cards are the same, so you can do the 15 card switch. Yeah. The, um, what do you do for game three though? Do you 
do you keep it in or do you go back? <laughs> that's the real question. I don't know. Maybe, you, maybe, maybe well, the you plan just make is sure right. Not you, a game three. Yeah. You win game one with one right. deck, then you win game two with the other deck, right? That's the that's the dream, right? But um, I don't know. I've seen people take the entire sideboard, shuffle it into their deck, and pull out fifteen cards. That's how you do it. Oh, you keep dude, your opponent no, guessing, you know. Whenever I thought I was going to be like a competitive Magic player, however you define that, I w- that's what I used to do was like shuffle fifteen in and pull fifteen out. But I'm like that yeah. fucking idiot who would forget what he wanted to pull out. I'd be like, fuck. So I stopped doing that a long time ago, but like now I just like, I like lay it out in front of me on the table. I'm like, all right, I'm bringing in these three red elemental blasts. You can see them. I'm just... Yeah. But the, uh... I mean, so, so, you know, going back to, you know, let's, let's go back to my list kind of at Chalice a little bit, but it's like, I was at the point too, where I was like, maybe I do, maybe I do the deck, you know, pro, you know, my, my game one deck is, is a version of the deck with workshops in it. And uh-huh. then my sideboard is entire robots, right? Like, and you see that sometimes even the even the the current deck players they'll put all their Sarahs and creatures in the sideboard right is that yes. transformational i mean it it could be it kind of sideboards into blue white flyers at that point right if you if you do it um you know it the 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 that's the most simplest way i think i can explain it where you see versions of the deck with a bunch of Sarahs in the sideboard right and i go okay that's cool you know um I've seen mono black, like mono black, uh, like kind of what you said, right? Like, so like black, white, uh, maybe it's some kind of dead ale guy game one. And then it turns into, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe it turns into something else completely different. Um, you know, some kind of a workshop deck or an artifact abyss protection from black deck. I don't know, you know, but that's what kind of comes to mind when you run black, white, uh, damn it, damn it. Yeah. Now I, I have to. I, I don't know. Like you know, that's what, that's what kind of comes into mind. Is like, I, I've seen those decks, right? The black white protection from black runs for abyss, right? And oh, and has fun it. with that, right? Damn it, Brian! Um, hold on. So uh, I, I, I'm writing this down. Oh, I'm sorry. Not you solved. <laughs> you solved the problem. I was like, do I like make a real sideboard? It's it's. Here, here's the deal. Like, uh, so I, I'm fine with like the 60 cards. This is completely off, off topic. I've got like the 60 cards figured out. Uh, I was literally just gonna play three of each copy or circle of protection as a sideboard because I didn't want to fucking deal with the sideboard. <laughs> but now I'm just gonna put like pestilence and stuff on the sideboard. It'll be fine. I'll make it transformational. Okay, back to back to this. Pestilence. Then you need all the pro white guys, right? Like, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah I'm sorry. But, no, pro black, pro black. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Pro yeah, black yeah. guys. But I got. Yeah, it. yeah, that's I, fine. I just got. It's just I got to make sure I have enough room for like the switch the mana base up. But so it's kind of like uh, well, Sean Sullivan ran a deck like that at Chalice, right? They talked about it on uh, on Mano's need, podcast. I'll, but... I'll have to message him and see if he can send me his list. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He ran like Pestilence and Pro Black and and yeah. maybe Abyss and he ran Astronauts Transmigrant, turning all your dudes into artifact creatures. That's always cute, you know. That's like oh, fuck. Yeah, I just got to make sure I have enough room. We'll yeah, that. yeah, that's the problem, right? But um, I, I I don't know. I like the black white shell. Um it's uh it, it's it's really good i mean you got you got all the black hate cards you got all the white removal and um yeah it's, uh you really just want the white removal uh, yeah well, i mean him to turok is good too right so yeah yeah, yeah. The, depending on the format i have a question about the deck that you brought to chalice you have a tormod script on the side is that just for what do you put in, what do you bring that is that like a the deck mirror like mirror thing where you want to cut them off their recalls because you don't see a lot of uh, any, people play any, any deck that time twisters, any deck that, okay. uh, dude, I mean, game one, I actually went to game three. Um, not that I'm surprised or not, but 
Shops actually has a really hard time against Reanimator. Fair. Really I, I've never seen anybody play Reanimator because like it is it is a horrible matchup for Shops. I'm not gonna lie. And I believe you. Like, the Tormod's Crypt um definitely helps against Reanimator. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah, were yeah. there were there were times I almost Tormod's Crypt my own graveyard because I was I was ahead, but my opponent was removing my you know sending my dudes to the graveyard and then he was reanimating himself and I'm like damn you know like so it's like uh, it's it's a surprising matchup for shops uh, when you face somebody on reanimator and they're very good at it. Um, you know, Brian Bogdan, Joseph from Brian Bogdan from Canada, Joseph from Arizona, were playing reanimator decks at Chalice. Uh, okay, um, okay. And you had to watch out for those decks because they just, they're, you want to talk about explosiveness. I mean, that's about as explosive as you can get. If you can get like four to five fatties on like game, you know, or, uh, you know, on like turn three or turn four or something like that. Like that's a problem. You know, were they playing bizarre? Um, just like bizarre and just bizarre. Yeah, and stuff playing and, bizarres okay, or okay. playing All Hallows Eves and stuff. Um, gotcha. Uh, Joseph, I think was on a, he was on a version of Reanimator Shops kind of deal because sure. he ran copy artifacts too. And I go, damn, like, you know, your your opponent's own copy artifacts are like Shops' worst enemy because they can just copy all your stuff and then they're ahead. You know. Um, right. So, so it's uh, but but yeah, the Tormod script uh helped me against uh you know deck mirror uh even like atog like it helped against uh you know if they bolt me to death and and uh time twister themselves then um the oh, okay. could help okay. me with that too. Off. okay that makes more yeah. sense yeah you're like the only person i've seen who plays it in a serious manner that's the reason i was asking i oh. i feel like it's underplayed but i think you're right like it cuts off all those all those avenues for for other decks so okay yeah yeah i mean i've, I've seen i've seen other i've seen danny freeman put it in his deck all the time it's just uh you want to cover your bases and um it's it, i mean it's it could be a win con too you just never know you know seems it seems good i'm gonna start playing yeah. some of my sideboard now too feels feels yeah. pretty decent all right what have we missed we talked about m30 we've talked about sideboards uh we talked about shops what's what do you well if what what next event are you going to the next event i'm going to is actually yeti con which is is it next week colorado i don't i don't know oh you're going out to colorado dude oh man i'm going to colorado um it is uh i think it's jared miller uh, in the discord um the colorado guys are throwing an event i think it's lakewood colorado that's and like uh, it's on uh, Boulder, right? It's on the 19th. I'm flying into Denver, like ass crack early. Um, yes. I'm flying out of Ontario, California. Um, I think 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. And I land in Denver at 8 a.m. And the tournament starts at 12. That's my plan. You'll make it. Are you going to fly back same day? No, I'm flying back the day after. So I'm going to meet okay. the the Fallen Angel guys. I'm going to meet Vegso and and James out there. Um, okay. they're going to kind of shuttle me around a little bit cause I'll be kind of tired, but, um, I plan to come in playing the tournament. Um, they're going to have Dan Frazier there, which is kind of exciting. Um, nice. and, uh, you know, to see that caliber of an artist, you know, um, outside of a convention is always a treat cause you know, the, uh, the artists tend to be less professional. They're more relaxed when they're. Yeah, dude, they have life. better stories. They like, dude, they will talk shit. At yeah like like market yeah. like market chalice was just 
insane, right? Like it's crazy. Exactly. Uh, Brenda at M30 or Bre- Brenda and Anson at, at M30 was just insane. Cause you could just, he just talked to them. They're just real people. So I'm excited to, to, uh, to see Dan Frazier. Um, so he's out there and, uh, and just seeing a lot of the other guys. Like, I mean, I like to go to the other, uh, I like to make it a point to go to the other old school groups meetups. Mm-hmm. Cause, um, cause that's what it's all about. I want to meet people. Um, and, uh, I want to see what their metas are out there. Cause every, every area is different. Right. So I want to, I want to see what they're playing out there. Nice dude. Yeah. So that- I think, I think it's next week, uh, November 19th. Yes, that is absolutely next week. Yeah. That'll be a, that'll be an easy flight though. Um, that'll be fun. I think that's up near Boulder too. That's a good place to be. Like you, it. I know you guys will be inside a shop, but like it'll actually be like I used to live in Colorado, so it'll actually be like nice in Colorado at that time nice. of year too. Just you can't wear what you wore to Chalice. You need to bring pants and a jacket. Uh, I plan to. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Just making sure. <laughs> I appreciate Just that. Making yeah, sure you know. Yeah. Do. All right. Might as well, yeah. You please know. do. Please do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right are you gonna i'm assuming you're gonna play i'll cut this part if you want are you gonna play shops i actually don't know what i'm gonna play yet fuck okay all right that was i was like tell me what you're gonna play but i don't know what i'm gonna play yet i mean um you know going back to the arizona one i played charizard out there um mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what i play because they're they're gonna play atlantic so i mean i guess the obvious oh, answer is to play shops but i kind of like the greedy mana base in atlantic so um i don't know i might play like four color I mean, I like the four color troll deck, right? Like the the trolls and like troll disco, but it's like four yeah. color, so white black. Uh, you know the 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 I guess the 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 Atlantic version meta, you know, spiky troll deck with white removal and blue power and uh, him the Turok and all that stuff. So um, I don't know. I'm looking at that too. If but, you uh, build that deck, will you send me the list? Because I just bought my last Badlands, so I can actually build that now if I really want to uh i'll send you so um the vegas guys had an event i think a year ago i tried to play it in four strip it was hard it's um, impossible i think simply because of the mana base right um i'll send you my list from then and then yeah, yeah, um, yeah. perfect you know i figure it's the same list just cut three strip mines and then you're done yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> it's, just, it's easy like first off somebody should tell i've never met the colorado guys somebody should tell them that they're both they're farther from the atlantic and closer to the west coast which means they need to be playing four strips like they, I don't know why they decided Atlantic. Uh, you can, I don't know if you could be further away from the Atlantic without actually being on the Pacific. Uh, so somebody should talk to them about that while they're out there, but that's fine. I think a lot of people like playing Atlantic better and it's all good fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm good with it. I mean, I used to just like four strip. That's it, but I get it. You know, um, it's nice to play I, the other formats. I get it too. Whenever Cam uh, strips out somebody in a game, He's like four, like literally four stripped Paul De Silva, like round one or round two of Chalice. Ugh. Just like now, like the person I actually know, I used to know the percentage, but that's like a less than 10% chance of actually doing that to somebody. But I get it. Sure. It's like in the low single digits. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All yeah, right. For sure. That is it, my friend. Anything else? Uh, no, I think, I think. Yeah. We- cover keep talking i'm gonna gonna stop hitting record i'm gonna just turn the record off yeah no i'm I'm good i mean just you know thanks for having me on i mean i i it's been a while since i've been on so it's just uh it's refreshing to just talk magic um i'll talk about any magic you want at least old school magic so um so 
Thank you for yeah, that. Easy. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> when you get back from uh, from YetiCon, send me a message. I'm interested to see how that event went because, like, I've never met. The, I lived in Colorado for five years, but I never played old school out that way. So, I wonder. I'm just curious about who's doing it. So, you got it, man. All right, dude. I'm gonna stop hitting record. Ciao. <laughs> All right. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, I'll have another episode coming out tomorrow. Uh, So looking forward to the doubleheader weekend.